Welcome back to the Psych Chica podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Valentine. And today's story is going to be about a middle school bully that I had that I just couldn't shake. All right, so first, I'm going to paint a picture of what I look like in middle school. And you'll understand that it's honestly surprising that I didn't have more bullies. I am short. I don't know exactly how short I was in middle school, but I reached 200 pounds by middle school, okay? So it looked really bad on me, (laughs) and I had a lot of acne, and honestly, I could have had better hygiene. So I was obviously a big target for bullies, and my school was pretty small, so there wasn't a ton of people there, but I was also a nerd. Like, I mean, like full-blown nerd and the clothes I wore were pretty much whatever I could fit in from the clearance section like I think every day I wore jeans and some normal ass t-shirt so it wasn't like the nerd of like our glasses and suspenders but um I didn't really have a style And sometimes if I took any risks with it, it was, like, cringy. And my hair um, is very thick. And back then, it was also very, very frizzy. It's still kind of frizzy now, but, like, back then, it's literally, like, I had no products. I didn't know what I was doing because my mom was already gone. And I don't mean... Like, she was just... She just left the family, so she was gone. And so I was dealing with those insecurities... And I, my hair, literally, I just, every single day I put it in a ponytail. I don't think there was any day until, like, eighth grade um, in middle school that I didn't come with a ponytail. Like, literally, I would take the hair tie out and my hair would just stay like that because it was so thick and unruly. And every single day I wore a ponytail in pretty much the exact same spot. Like, so you would look at me and I was, basically, I looked the same as yesterday. And... I didn't have, like, a ton of clothes, so I repeated outfits a lot. Like, um, honestly, I was a I was a mess. I was seriously a mess. But school had always been my, like, safe haven. And I was always top of my class in every subject. So I... <laughs> So people love to work on projects with me and stuff like that, but, like, they wouldn't want to hang out with me. So I had, um, I think in middle school, I only had one friend who I'm going to do a story about her later because she ended up turning on me in eighth grade, and that was uh, not fun. (laughs) But for this story, it's about uh, my middle school bully, and the bulk of it was in sixth grade. And... To paint a picture of him, I don't know how old he was because I was a little older um, than... It's like half my class was my age and then the other half was a year younger. But I was short, but he was shorter, okay? So he never made fun of me for my height because I was taller than him. But he made fun of me for literally everything else. Like literally anything else that you can think of. And he was... So he was short. And he was very pale and very skinny. So, like, if we were next to each other, I probably looked like a monster. You know what I mean? And that could be just how I viewed myself. But that's also how he made me feel about myself is that I was, like, an actual monster. So, 
And so for me, like everyone knew me, but that was because we all went to the same school for since K4. And like I said, I don't think he was there before sixth grade. But when I first realized he existed, um, he was already making fun of me and he was already like being a bully and he had friends. So like it wasn't like he was this outcast. He reminded me if you've ever seen the show Recess and the snitch that would always go to the teacher. Like he literally like he reminded me of that kid, except he didn't have curly hair. He had uh, straight black hair and I don't remember his name. So for his name, we're gonna use um, we're gonna use the snitch from Recess, and his name was Randall. So we're gonna call this kid Randall, cause I don't know his name. But I'm pretty sure there was no one named Randall in our school, so it couldn't be. If there was, it isn't. It isn't you. I promise. And when he would make fun of me, it was literally all day, every day for sixth grade. Like I'm not even kidding. If, and he never missed a fucking day. He never missed a day of school, ever. And he would do stuff like when I would go sharpen my pencil, he would like cough and then say something like, um, like you stink. And he would like cough. He like, uh, he would like, oh, you stink like that. And um, loud enough for the whole class to hear, but quite like if the teacher called him out, like he couldn't really say anything. So he did stuff like that. And I remember one time. We were lining up for lunch, and he was for some reason behind me. Like, get away from me if you don't like me. But he was for some reason behind me, and he uh, was with some of his friends, and he went uh, he went to go smell my hair, and then he acted like it was like a sewer. And he was, like, coughing and, like, putting on this dramatic show, and his friends were laughing. And it was just, like, I had to pretend I didn't notice that he did that. And I felt really bad. And it was just like, that was constant. It was like a constant bullying situation. And he would bully me for everything other than my height. Because like I said, he was shorter. He would bully me for my weight. He would like make, um, he would walk around like trying to imitate being fat because he probably weighed, you know, not like he didn't weigh that. I don't know how much sixth grade was supposed to weigh, but like he was very small. And so he would imitate like um, waddling and he would do that and then just point at me and laugh. And he would make fun of my hygiene, which I mean, fair. Um, but like he he made it so like if like even if I needed to work on my hygiene, he was like as if I never showered in my life and I never did anything in my life, like brush my teeth or my hair or anything. So like he was very like over dramatic about things and he would make fun of my acne, which, I mean, I had pretty bad acne, but it wasn't, like, literally, it wasn't, like, how he was saying it. Like, he would say it as if, like, my whole face was red, and it was just, like, one big blister or something. Like, it was pretty bad. Like, it was cystic acne, but it looked like other kids in our grade that had bad acne, you know? Um, so it was bad, but not, like, I've seen horse cases of acne. And um, for me being a nerd, like I would always raise my hand for to answer all the questions. Like I, I remember my teacher would tell me to put my hand down so other kids had a chance to answer the questions. And I was like, but they take too long and they don't know the right answer. Don't you want the right answer? Um, so yeah, I was pretty cocky with that. But um, that was just like the one place I was good in anything. So I really liked school. And 
he also would imitate the way I talk, like my voice, because I don't know how my voice sounds recorded, but my voice is very like high. And back then it was really, 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 really high. Like my voice has always been high pitched. Like I scream a lot. And uh, my family would have this running joke of if I screamed, then glass would break because my voice was so high. And he would make fun of that. And he would also make fun of like, for some reason, he would make fun of me, not my friends, but me interacting with my friends, like as if I wasn't good enough to be their friends. Like, it was really weird. And I remember him asking um, one of my friends, why are you friends with her? Like, she's such a fucking loser. Why are you, why do you talk to her? Why do you give her the time of day? You're so cool and you're so pretty, like all those things. Cause this girl was like, seriously, like model pretty. And he's like, why do you give her the time of day? I don't understand. And um, she did sit, like stand up for me, but um, I was just like, why do you care so much? I didn't understand. I really just didn't understand what he, he literally every single day was always, talking about me or making fun of me and I don't know how he got any of his homework done because it was daily all day through all the classes and for how our middle school worked is all your whole homeroom went to the same class every day so all throughout the day you're in the same exact class with the same exact kids so I at no point was ever away from him and he would like make fun of me like if I like in the cafeteria if I ate all my food he would make fun of that and then if I didn't he would make fun of like oh you're trying to go on a diet like shit like that like it was constant and it was brutal like thinking back like it was brutal and honestly I was a little impressed with how much new material he came up with because sometimes he would use the same things but he would come up with new material like every day like it was weird um but so it was like the entire school year right and it was constant and even like other kids were like why are you doing that like his friends obviously would laugh but even sometimes they'd be like bro like you've been over this already like why are you so taught like because he wouldn't make fun of any other kids it's not like he was the bully of the grade he like all the guys he was friends with mostly like he wasn't friends with the super popular kids or the super athletic kids but our grade was so small like our the sixth grade was only two classrooms the seventh grade was only two and the eighth grade was only two so it wasn't like a huge thing and the sixth grade was kind of like cut off from the seventh and eighth graders and from the elementary school like it was weird we were like in limbo <laughs> but it wasn't like he was making fun of everybody else like all the other nerds and it was really weird. And I know some people might listen to this and be like, oh, he liked you. That, I promise you, was not the case. I promise you, he was straight disgusted. It was not like a fake, like, oh, you make fun of someone because you like her. I promise you, it wasn't that. But anyway, the part that I remember the most, because like I said, his bullying was constant. The part that I remember the most was in... Like, the end of the year, we had this dance. I don't remember why. But we had this dance, and his friend ended up asking me out. Now, his friend I knew from before. Like, it wasn't... I didn't only know him as his friend. And, but his friend is a popular kid. Like, he was pretty popular and cute and, 
like just one of the popular guys right and I don't know why they were friends but it seemed like they were like friends of friends but they were all like in the same group but he this this other kid ended up asking me out and and obviously I thought it was a joke I really thought that this was a joke that it was a prank because I'm a fat nerd that people only talk to when they want homework help and he was a popular kid like there was no re no real reason why he would like me and now I mean mind you I was one of the only girls who started to develop boobs at this time but I like the fatness kind of outweighed that you know what I mean and uh we sat next to each other in one class and it like the the main rem- the main memory I have of us sitting next to each other was something bad because um, I got sick one day and I puked all over and they had to remove the carpet. <laughs> so I don't know how he went from like, I remember him like rushing backwards because he was like, oh my God, she's puking. And how do you go from that to a few months later? Like you're going to ask me on a, out to the dance? Like, no, this is definitely a fucking prank. So um, like he was never mean about that, but I was like this my whole life like people were doing that like when I was younger it was whatever it was everything was neutral but like I started to gain weight and get acne and stuff like that so um at that point I was pretty used to like people playing pranks on me and saying oh my friend likes you haha <laughs> like stuff like that so um he told me that he wanted to go to the dance with me and he seemed sincere but I just couldn't believe that this popular guy liked me like even wanted to be seen with me, stuff like that. Like, it wasn't, like, it was that deep. And so, obviously, I said no because I didn't want to go to a dance. And it turned out, like, Carrie, where, like, every, it's a whole prank against you. I didn't want that. So, because I still wanted to go to the dance. So, I told him no. And he honestly looked, like, a little disappointed. He probably thought that I was going to automatically say yes because, like I said, he's a popular kid asking out a girl that no one else would ever ask out. So, he probably just assumed that I would say yes. But I was scared. <laughs> but somehow, um, what did Randall was the bully that I gave? That's his name for this. Um, Randall ended up making fun of his friend for asking me out, and he ended up saying, you know, the stupid shit that I that middle schoolers say about like um, them two in a tree, uh, like. Like, he would say stuff like, oh, you guys are married and, like, all this stuff. And his friend would never, like, be like, oh, shut up. I don't like her. He would never do that. Um, so I felt bad for saying no. And at the dance, like, we saw each other and it was cool. Like, he was cool. Um, and But at the dance, uh, Randall kept saying stuff like that. Like, he was like, you guys are together. And then he would follow me around. Like, he was following me and my friend around for some reason. It's like, bro, go dance with your friends. Like, go do other things away from me. And I remember telling him, like, get the fuck away from me. Which, mind you, I I was a good girl. I did not swear. <laughs> I know I swear a lot in my podcast, but I did not swear. I didn't. I had never been suspended. The only time I ever got detention was because I was late. And that was only, like, twice my whole life. I had never gotten a demerit. I have never been spent nothing, nothing bad, okay? I was the teacher's pet, okay? So that's also why he would talk shit because I was, like, kind of a teacher's pet. And so me, like, blowing up, like, 
get the fuck away from me. Um, he listened, but then he started making fun of that. And then even his friends were like, bro, just why did you come to the dance if you're just going to make fun of her? It didn't make any sense. And something just came over me. Like something came over me when I said get the fuck away from me. But something just came over me. I was like, you know what? I'm probably not going to see him. Well, we still had two more years in middle school. But I was like, I need to say something right now because it was about to be summertime. I was like, I need to say something right now. And I just went in on him. Like, I wasn't mean, but I was like, like, basically, like, you've been bullying me this whole year. You need to leave me the fuck alone because I'm going to fucking explode. (laughs) Or, like, I'm over it. Like, I'm done. Like, yeah, you said everything. Great. I need to take a shower or I need to brush my hair or I need to stop raising my hand so much in class, whatever. Okay, we got it. Get over it. Like, there's nothing more you can say. And yeah, I just went in on him and he left me alone. Like he, cause he started to walk cause, cause I only lived like a few blocks away from the school and I'm pretty sure he didn't know where I live, but everyone knew that I lived close enough to walk. And he started to walk like behind me and my friend and kept talking shit. So I was like, there's no way this kid is going to follow me home. There's no way that I'm not going to say shit right now. Because first of all, now we're off school property because so do you I don't care how good of a good girl you think I am like I'm gonna fight you right now like for real because he was shorter than me but not much shorter than me but I was like I I will straight fight you right now and I promise you your boys will not help you and you will be the laughing stock of the school because I fucking beat your ass so I was straight like angry and I don't think he's ever seen me angry and I can get really angry okay like I have had people tell me that they didn't want to get to know me because the only time they had ever seen me was when I was in a debate with somebody or arguing with like my siblings or whatever because I get scary when I'm angry. So he legitimately was scared and I was like, thank fucking God. And he left me alone. He left me alone the rest of the school year. There wasn't much left, but he left me alone alone the rest of the school year. He would avoid me in the hallways and he wouldn't talk shit anymore. And then as like middle school went on, because I think he was, I think we graduated together. So I think he was there the other two years, but like he would make fun of me sometimes, but he, for the most part, left me alone after that. Like I had other issues after that, but <laughs> um, he left me alone after that. Cause I'm like, I promise you, I will beat your ass right now. And you will not have a good time at school if you keep fucking making fun of me and you're not about to follow me home. Because he was straight, like, because I knew when he walked home usually, it wasn't the way that I go. So I'm like, why are you walking this way? And he couldn't say anything to that. So, so yeah, he just left me alone. And I was like, hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, and his friend who asked me out, like, um, later he ended up dating this really pretty girl. And I was like... You guys look like a good couple. Him and I probably wouldn't have made a good couple because, like I said, the the disparity of, like, how popular and cute he was versus me. And I know that sounds like I'm beating myself up, but, like, that's truly how I felt. And he ended up dating a girl that was so pretty and so sweet. And I was like, there you go. Yes, you guys are good. And I was so happy for them. <laughs> but I guess the moral of the story is if someone's crossing a boundary with you, And they're trying to make you feel like shit. Like, I really don't know why this kid felt the need to make me feel like shit every day. Because I wasn't doing... I never even knew he was there until he started bullying me. And 
even his friends were like, mm, what are you doing here? And it was just like excessive, right? And so the moral of the story is, is when you get to a certain threshold, like you got to stand for yourself. Personally, I would recommend that you stand for yourself before you get to like the ultimate threshold of like, I'm going to beat this kid's ass. But at some point you have to stand up for yourself because even like, cause I was a kid then the adults weren't doing anything about it. Like I know that they knew that he was making fun of me all the time. I know that they knew that because he was not slick with it. He was not like secretive he was every every single kid knew so there's no way that the teachers didn't know and I don't know if he was ever like talked to about it but he was like literally in every single class like in the library and gym especially gym um uh, literally every single class so there's no way that not one adult knew and it never stopped until I was like I'm gonna beat your fucking ass and we're not on school property anymore and I do know how to fight because my dad was a boxer so do you want to fight I will fight you right now. <laughs> I don't care if you're a boy. And I promise you, you won't win. So you need to step off. So for me, that was one of the first times that I had to put up a boundary. And it felt so good. Like, I wouldn't recommend, like, fighting other kids necessarily. But it felt so good to put up a boundary and stand up for myself. You know? Like, that felt so good and now like I'm much better at uh putting up boundaries and even recently like I had to put up a boundary with someone that I had known for a very long time and it didn't end well it didn't end how I wanted it to but I had to do that for myself so that was kind of like the first time I learned how to stand up for myself in a way that no one else could. Because even if other people had come in and said, hey, you should stop messing with her, he would be like, why are you even talking to her? Why are you standing up for her? And then if it was his friends, he'd be like, what, you like her? And then if it was my friends, he would be like, you're too good for her. Like, I'm not going to take what you say because you're just her friend because you pity her. And you feel this way too or something like that. So, like, I had to be the one to stand up for myself or else... He'd probably, I don't think he'd still be messing with me because now it's, uh, sixth grade was like, I think 05 to 06. So it's 2019. That was 13 years ago that this happened. So I don't think he would have still been messing with me, but I think all the way up until graduation, he definitely would have kept going like hardcore kept going. So moral of the story is stand up for yourself, even if no one else will. And Make sure that people know your boundaries and that you know your boundaries and you love yourself enough to stand up for yourself. And if you want to hear more stories like this one, <laughs> I promise they're not all all going to be about middle school or me acting crazy, but some will be. So if you want to hear more stories like this, then subscribe to the Psych Chica podcast. I would recommend to subscribe to it on Spotify because I love Spotify, but it is other places and you can see where else this podcast is. If you go through the link on Anchor and you just search Psych Chica, it'll show you everywhere that it that is distributed.